Welcome back to the podcast, You've Got a Life to Love, with me, Sarah Delamarter. This is episode seven, season one, episode seven. And today we are talking about Thanksgiving and all things holidays when you share your children now and you don't get to be with them 100% of the time. It's definitely more complicated with a lot more feelings, but I have a lot of trust that you're going to know exactly what you need to do. I'm so happy that you are here. Welcome back to You've Got a Life to Love. I think this might be episode 14 um, with me. Sarah. So this month in February, since it's the month of love with Valentine's Day, we are talking about that. We're talking about the areas of love, dating, self-love, how well you love yourself um, on the podcast this month. And today I just thought I would talk, give a little bit of opinion about dating during and after divorce, excuse me, I get a lot of questions about it. And I've even had people come to me and say, you know, you seem to be really anti-dating and I'm not, Uh, but I do come at it with this strong single approach and I'm so comfortable being single. And there's a, it was intentional and this it was intentional. It was on purpose. Um, so this is really what I speak to, what I want for you. So when we think about it, when people say, what do I think about dating? I'm not anti-dating. Uh, I am anti-using dating as a Band-Aid, using dating um, as validation. I'm anti-dating immediately during or after your divorce in lieu of doing the inner work that you need to do. Because I really, really believe that you, you're you not going to truly get the depth of the benefits that are available to you inside of your healing if you're paired up with somebody. Because you're still going to have their opinions. They're still going to be affecting your life in some way or another. Could be great ways. Um, just... You don't have the same experience if you start dating, you know, right away during your divorce and right away after your divorce as you would if you can stay single for a season. By all means, I do not expect anyone to stay single forever. I don't expect that of myself. Um, I don't even think that for you because humans fall in love with each other. People find each other. We're created for relationships and intimacy and community. So my stance is never like, you always have to be single now forevermore. Uh, There is a biblical argument. People say you can never get remarried unless the other spouse is an unbeliever. And I'm not prepared to dive fully into that theologically today. But I I think that that's misconstrued. Um, And 
I think like a lot of Christian worldview ideas like that. Um, You're going to have to be really personal about it. It's going to be between you and God. I think that there is vast opportunity to remarry. I think when someone behaves in terrible ways, um, they're not behaving Christ-like. So they would not be behaving like a believer. And I think that can release you to remarry. Um, And the same would go for you if you were the one that (laughs) made all the bad decisions. (laughs) That if you made decisions um, and you were mean or you were the one that had the affair that also in those behaviors were not Christ-like, so then you weren't behaving like a believer and that all breaks the covenant. And then then you're, therefore you can move on and remarry. That's a little bit of a gray area. And again, I think I'll need to do some more in-depth like theological teaching on that. So just kind of take that with a grain of salt right now. Something to mull over, something to look into yourself. And it's interesting, my comment section in Instagram went vile this week with people proclaiming things like that. You know, if you're getting divorced, all of these huge, terrible things about you. Going to hell, can never get remarried. Um, Those were two of my biggest, my most fun accusations that came at me. (laughs) But all of that hits us. All of that matters. So you are unraveling from this life that you've led. No matter how long the marriage was, you were committed there and you had a life there. If the marriage was two years, if the marriage was 25 years, you were intertwined and and now inside of divorce, it's sad, it's disappointing. Um, Eventually you'll get to a place where it is also hopeful and you do begin to see the opportunities in it. And if you just start like, immediately dating right away, you're going to cut yourself short and you cut your healing off at the knees. You will get some healing. Yes. If you're dating and you're hiring a coach, if you're dating and you're in my group coaching program, if you're dating and you're, you know, going to a therapist, yes, you're getting some healing. Yes. But I think when you do it pair so early on, when you do it and you're partnered with somebody else, or you're out there, you know, um, dating tons and tons of people, I think you sell yourself short on your healing because it's a distraction. It's a place to get external validation. Um, it's a place to get like physical affection, which is just a weird thing. People don't consider if you've never been single and alone and lived alone, the, the lack of Physical affection in one's life is stunning. And it can be really shocking if you were used to interacting in that way. If you have a great love language for physical touch and now here you're single and alone and there's no one to hold your hand or nobody to hug you ever, that can be really hard. Again, though, you can do hard things. And there is benefit in the hard Right, great things are forged in the fire. If you can face this for a season, single, you'll be able to tap into these depths, these wells inside of yourself that you haven't even seen yet. The layers of grief that come from these heartbreaking breakups and divorce are so, so, so many. 
It's like an onion, right? It's layer after layer after layer. And those will continue to unfold for years. Every time something new comes up, every time there's a new uh, event that you're not there for, every time there's a new, another kid gets sick in a new way and you're not the parent there, um, if they get hurt and they have to go see the doctor and you're not there, if your ex creates a second family, like there, and the whole process of that, there's so many layers that will continue to unfold year after year after year. And that's okay. That is what it is. So never be mean to yourself about that. <laughs> never shame yourself. Why do I still feel this way? I can't believe that I'm still hurting like this. It was so long ago. Why am I still feeling this way? Because it's normal. Because you're a human and there are layers that will continue to unfold and you will continue to need to process, feel, think through and move past. And this time right inside of the divorce And right after the divorce, if you just hop, skip into a new relationship, you're going to hamstring yourself. The relationship might be fun. It might even be healing. There might be some great things in there. And, but I think if you do it too early, I know if you do it too early, you cut your healing short. You don't give yourself the opportunity to sit in this void and remain there. Remain in a place where it's hard, where it's awkward, where it's uncomfortable uh, because you haven't been here before. If you can remain in that place with yourself and let all of those feelings unfold and all of those thoughts you know, pour out of you, you're going to understand yourself in a new way that is the most amazing, beautiful thing. To spend this time alone for a season, just be single for a season is what I always recommend. If you can do that, it's just, it's like a video game and you unlock new levels of healing and new levels of empowerment and new levels of understanding of who you are. You've been in a relationship, a committed relationship for however long you were and you meld into that and you mold into being a couple and being into what roles you held, what responsibilities were yours, and what were not. And coming out of that, if you can remain this, live inside of this single season, you get to absolutely rediscover yourself. And it's the weirdest, hardest, ugliest, most beautiful thing. And I hope that for you with my whole heart to find the courage, to find the patience, to sit in a place and to wait so that you can, you can really discover who you are now because you're different. You are different than the person you were when you got into the relationship. You are different than the person you were while you were into the relationship. And if you don't take a minute to let yourself relearn who you are and to choose who you want to be, life will just keep rolling along and you'll just be, you know, a passenger in the boat instead of steering the dang thing. And this life of yours is yours to create, especially now. The opportunities that you have now being divorced when you're ready to start to feel them 
oh gosh, it's, it's so amazing. We serve such a cool God and he brings beauty from ashes every single time. And when you can be patient with the dating scene and not dive in yet until you're truly ready, you then you're going to be a better partner and you're going to find a better partner. Because think about it, as you're untangling everything, what, is you, what were you responsible for? Something. There's always something. We're always, we have to take this drastic responsibility for ourselves. So there, there is something somewhere. You're not responsible for the abuses. You're not responsible for cheating. You're not responsible for the other partner. But we can always find something like, oh, that you are responsible for. It's emotional patterns, mental patterns, physical patterns, whatever. And you, you sit with that and you realize, I like this about me. I didn't love that about me and this, that old relationship. So now's your chance. Now's your chance to sit with that, to journal out exactly who you want to be. What kind of partner do you want to be? What do you want to feel like as a partner? Do you want to feel so like divinely feminine? Do you want to feel spoiled? Do you want to be the provider? Do you want to feel sexy? Do you want to feel sporty? What do you want for you? What do you want to feel like as a partner? And this time right now, if you choose to take it, is that, is this magical bubble where you get to sit and you get to decide all of that. Decide exactly who you want to be in a relationship, not just who you're hoping comes into your life. Because somebody will at some point. I believe in you. You're gorgeous. You smell great. It's going to happen. But the bigger idea here is taking the time to realize who you want to be. The partner you want to be. The spouse you want to be. The parent you want to be. Because that is what you're ultimately in charge of. And then when you know that, there's some dreamboat out there thinking up exactly who they want to be. And then when they start thinking about somebody else, it's you. And it's you now. It's not the old you. It's not the future you. It's this you that you've chosen to be. Like, yes, this is exactly who I want to be when I date. This is exactly who I want to be in, in the greatest love relationship of my life. I want to be like this. So take this time. Choose it. Decide it. Be intentional. Write it out. There's so much to be said about declaring over yourself what is true. Writing these I am statements. I am funny. I am vulnerable. I am strong. I am sexy. I am whatever. And deciding for yourself these things, creating your life. This is how it's done. It starts in your mind. It's a mental habit. And then you claim it and you tell yourself over and over again, this is who I am. And then pretty soon you start believing it and you start behaving that way. And then when you launch out and you decide you are ready, really finally ready to date, it's going to be a completely different experience. So that is my stance on dating. I'm not anti-dating. I am anti-using it as a tool, as a crutch, and in place of healing. I have this. I went out to dinner one time. I was all alone. I love going out to dinner alone, actually. I love going to movies alone, and I love going to a beautiful restaurant and sitting alone and enjoying the surroundings and the people watching and reading my book. 
I think it's super fun. <laughs> so anyway, I was out to dinner this one time and a first date sat down next to me. So I could see them and I could hear them. And I kid you not, they spent the entire date talking about their exes. But she was just newly separated. He had been divorced just a little bit. And they talked the entire time about their exes. And I just thought to myself, I feel like if you're going out on dates and the most interesting thing you still have to talk about is your ex or your divorce, honey, you're not ready. (laughs) So take a minute, take a minute inside of this single season because your divorce is not your identity. Your ex is not your identity. It's a piece of your life. It's a part of your life. That is a chapter in the entire book of you. So use that as a litmus test. If you try and go out to dinner with a stranger and the, the most interesting, the most common thing, the most consistent thing that you can talk about is your ex or your divorce, I don't think you're ready to be on that dinner date. <laughs> but also, so these are my opinions. This is my feeling. This is what I would advise. I love my single life. I feel so strong here. I feel so empowered here. And my personal goals are to create such a life for myself that I don't have that longing need for a man to come into my life so that when someone does, someone can come into my life and make it better in some way. But I'm not scrounging around for just any old man because I have that longing need um, inside of me for any reason at all. And this is what I encourage uh, in your life too. That's what I want. I want you to be able to stand so firmly in your empowered, beautiful, feminine, strong self. Take the time so that you're not just settling for crumbs. When you're really ready to date, you know who you are, you know who you want to be. Someone is welcome to come into your life and make it better. Thank you for being here. I believe in you. Let me know what you think about this idea. Oh, one more thing. The, someone's recovery timeline is also incredibly personal. So I don't know the ins and outs of your situation and your healing. Some people do a lot of healing before they get divorced because the marriage has been dead and gone for really that long. So this is not It's not like a cut and dry. I don't believe in you have to wait six months or you have to wait four years. I think everyone's timeline is personal and everyone's timeline and healing timeline is unique. But I think you will know in your gut if you're rushing it. And I think you will know if you should be more patient and take more time being alone with your beautiful amazing self, (laughs) right? Read some books, take up a hobby, dance in your kitchen. There's all these cool things that you can still do. You don't just have to wait for a relationship to come along, to go to the concerts, to take the trips, to go see the movies, to go to the plays. You don't have to wait for any of that. You can do all that right now and you can do it alone while you're uncovering layer after layer of what went down, deciding who you want to be now, and stepping forward 
empowered with your strong single self. So that is my opinion on dating. Stay single for a season. With that said, I've been working on a secret project that aligns with this that I will be showing you on, uh, it'll be online, it'll be on Instagram, and then in emails to follow. Tuesday on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2023, I will be announcing this secret project that I've been working on that aligns absolutely with this idea of staying single for a season. So come find me, keep your eyes open. I would love to have you come be there, see what I'm announcing. If you're not on my email list, I would love to have you on my email list. That's the best way for us to get to stay connected. Um, social media comes and goes, but and it's fun because podcast listeners aren't always people that social media friends. So if you're not on my email list, come find me, please. SarahDelamarterCo.com and put your email list, find the contact. My email is called The Well, A Thriving Community, because that's what we are here. And a well symbolizes water and life. And a well creates a thriving community. And that's who we are together. Get on my email list. Find me on social media if we're not friends. Instagram, sarah.delamarter. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for being here and for listening. If you love this podcast episode, share it with your friends and go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review and download it. That's the best way to be supportive in these podcasts. Also, come find me on Instagram. That's my very favorite place to hang out, sarah.delamarter on Instagram, or email me sarahdelamarter at gmail.com with questions, with comments, with ideas for podcasts, or if you yourself have a podcast and you think we should collaborate. I'm also always throwing out new offers, new courses, new workshops, and I would love to have you be a part of that. So come find me. Let's be friends and let me know that you found me via the podcast. And I can't wait to see you there. I believe in you. Go be bold and courageous today.